Hello and welcome back to the Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about uh, gold exploration in Africa. We've got a company update and uh, I'm joined by Luke Alexander, President and CEO of Newcore Gold. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Um, it looks like you are as well. You, you put out news this week that you've uh, just completed a, a, the 90,000 meter drilling program at, the, uh, at your Enchi pr- project in Ghana. Um, congratulations, 90,000 meters. That's a hell of a big program. Um, why don't you sort of talk us through some of the highlights from that program, some of the things you've learned and discovered from that? Yeah, thanks, Paul. So the 90,000 meter program, it is the largest ever drill program on the Enchi project. It more than doubles all of the historical RC and diamond drilling that's been done on the project. And really what we were looking to accomplish with this program, it was a multi-pronged exploration approach. So we had four key things that we were looking to accomplish. Uh, First thing was we were looking to expand the mineralized footprint at all of our existing resource areas. So Siyum, Boeing, Niam, and Kwachikrum. So that involved stepping out along strike uh, and continuing to chase the mineralization, as well as drilling up dip and down dip to widen the overall size of the pits. And we've talked about it a lot over the last couple of years, but we've been very successful with that expansion of the mineralized footprint. And then all of that drilling and success that we've had will then feed into an updated resource in Q4 of this year, which we expect will meaningfully grow the number of ounces that we've got. Just as a reminder, we currently sit at 1.4 million ounce resource. And if you look at the drilling that we've done, that is true resource expansion drilling, we think we'll start to push 2 million ounces with an update. So Again, first thing was step out along strike and expand the mineralized footprint. Second thing uh, we wanted to accomplish was go back to some previously drill tested areas, areas that had limited drilling and start to do additional work on those areas and start to move them towards becoming their own resource areas. And the best example of that would be Kwachikrum, which we put a maiden resource out on last year. Third thing we wanted to accomplish was start to um, you know explore at depth the deepest hole historically ever drilled prior to us kicking off this 90,000 meter program was only down to about 125 meters what you see with these greenstone hosted deposits along the Sefwi Bibiani belt is that where they really grow in size and increase in grade is as you start to drill deeper um, so that was the third thing we wanted to accomplish So for the first time ever, we started drilling down to kind of 300 meters below surface. And we had a very, uh, a number of very good uh, results. Two areas in particular um, at Niam, which is one of our four deposits, we think we've now started to um, identify a couple of these high-grade feeder zones. We've put about 20 deeper holes into that area and have had a number of five-gram-plus intercepts there. So that's an area we're going to focus on going back to, as well as we add our highest-grade intercept at Boeing uh, on the uh, on the project, 94, uh, sorry, 95 grams. Um, uh, within that same, uh, sorry, 95 grams over two meters, uh, within that same hole, 13 grams over a meter. So those are the kind of high grade intercepts that we were looking to, um, uh, you know, get with, uh, with the deeper drilling. 
And then lastly, the fourth thing we wanted to accomplish is we wanted to make some new discoveries. So we've identified 25 targets across the project. As I highlighted, um, only four of them currently have um, defined resources on them. And we're very excited to have announced three new discoveries this year at Siyum South, Tokasea, as well as a parallel structure at the southern end of, uh, of Siyum Extension. So three new discoveries that all sit within close proximity of the proposed heap leach pad and, and main infrastructure. So that really starts to point to, you know, the growth potential that there is on this project uh, beyond obviously the deeper drilling that we're doing, as well as that step out drilling that um, I talked about. So we're extremely pleased with the results from this 90,000 meter program. And, you know, we laid out those four key goals uh, from a drilling perspective when we kicked off the 90,000 meter program. And uh, obviously we've now delivered on that uh, with these uh, final results. Thank you, Luke, and, and congratulations. Now, 90,000 meters, obviously a lot to digest there and you've uh, expanded, you know, NG project is shaping up much more robust in many, many different ways. Plus you've got the, uh, still got a lot of exploration upside. Imagine you've got a lot of things that you want to follow up. Now you recently raised a uh, 5 million Canadian um your you know a lot of uh, your peers are struggling to raise money in, in this market so given that you know you've, you've raised money you've got lots to follow up uh, but it's a very difficult market for junior gold explorers so um imagine you're sort of going into the planning cycle of you know what comes next so how are you sort of approaching the task of capital allocation bearing in mind you've got lots to follow up you've had a lot of success you're growing uh, you've made discoveries but we're in a difficult market. So you're starting to think about, um, you know, capital preservation or, you know, what's the mandate from the investors from whom you raised the money? Yeah, so we're, um, we're very fortunate to have very strong support from uh, deep pocketed institutional investors. We're currently about 40% owned uh, by institutional investors. These are mining and precious metals funds uh, globally. Um, in terms of the $5 million raise, we obviously had enough cash in the bank to be able to continue to run the business through the end of the year. Um, but we had a large uh, fund out of Europe, Earth Resources, who we've been talking to for quite a while, who is quite keen to get uh, involved in, uh, in Nucor, as well as we had a number of our existing shareholders who given all of the success that we've had from the 90,000 meter program, were keen to see us continue to drill on the project. Um, so with that interest, we kind of looked at it and said, well, you know, we can um, we can wait to get the resource update in Q4 and just kind of go into a bit of uh, hibernation mode, or we can build off of all of the success we've been having, raise the five million and kick off another drill program. So that's what we essentially decided to do was, you know, raise the uh, raise the five million from a dilution perspective, it's about 12% dilution. So it's not uh, not the end of the world from uh, from that perspective. But what it'll allow us to do is obviously build on the success that we've been having from a drill perspective. And obviously now go out, we're very busy planning the next um, kind of drill program and uh, and look to build on uh, on that success. How many meters uh, do you think you'll be will be in the next program? 
we're just in the process of kind of working on that at that at the moment. But I would think around 10,000 meters would be the next, um, you know, next program. The other thing that we're, we're actively doing is additional met work. So um, in July of last year, we put out results from a number of column tests uh, and we're doing follow-up column tests with some of the uh, diamond drilling um, that we did. And uh, we'll look to get those out in the next, uh, you know, in the next couple of months, as well as, uh, as I've kind of highlighted, we are in the process of uh, looking at getting an updated uh, resource done in, in Q4 of, uh, of this year. So lots of uh, other work that we're obviously doing in conjunction with planning this next uh, drill program. Okay, taking all of that into account, um, next year, can we expect to see an economic study? Once we've got the results back from the updated resource, we will look at you know what the what what, what that looks like and uh, and make a decision as to whether it makes sense to do a, another economic study um, next year or whether we continue to aggressively drill and then you know do an economic study on the back of uh, on the back of that. One of the things that we are looking at internally is obviously our PEA, which we put out in uh, in June of 2021. That outlined a very simple open pit heap leach project at a 1650 gold price, which was the base case we used. Uh, you've got an after-tax NPV of 212 million, after-tax IRR of 40, 42%. If you were to increase that to an 1850 gold price, you're looking at an after-tax NPV of 302 million. So very robust economics uh, for that uh, heap leach project. But we're also looking internally at, you know, what would a tank leach, um, you know, project look like or what would a, a CIL project look like? So we're doing some of that work internally. And then obviously, as we get the, um, you know, the detail from uh, from the updated resource, then we can uh, sharpen our pencil on uh, on some of that stuff. OK, thank you. Now, I want to ask, uh, follow up on the, the financing Um you're building earth resources. You spoke to some of your uh, existing institutions. Did you sort of cast the net wider? Um, and what, what I'm getting at here is, you know, given it is a tough financing market for junior gold explorers, you know, what, what kind of feedback did you get from, from people that aren't already shareholders? Uh, so we didn't cast the net uh, in, you know, very wide at all. It was more leveraging off, you know, demand and, uh, and making a decision that, you know, the dilution relative to the upside of additional drilling made uh, made a lot of sense from that perspective. Uh, without a doubt, it's an incredibly tough market. I mean, as you know, Paul, I spent the first 15 uh, years of my career on the investment banking side of the business. And uh, this is as tough a market as I've uh, seen it in my uh, in my career. And we've had a lot of people kind of comment on uh you know, on the fact that we were able to raise money. And also, I mean, it was a straight equity deal. It wasn't a, a unit deal with a warrant and all the bells and whistles that, you know, you typically need to uh, uh, attract investors in a tough market. And I think that really speaks to the Enchi project and the district scale that, uh, in you know, our investors and uh, obviously incoming investors see uh, in, the, uh, in the project that, you know, they... In, in a tough market are, uh, you know, are, are keen to invest in the, uh, in the company. But yeah, without a doubt, it's, it's as, as tough a market as I've, uh, I've seen in my career. 
Okay, thank you. So, you know, your finance wing is obviously bucking the trend in that point of view. Um, you know, no warrant is obviously uh, very rare these days. Um, another aspect, because, you know, junior gold explorer valuations are so low, um, business development teams for bigger companies are really getting active. You know, they're, they're able to travel again. All the COVID travel restrictions are more or less out the way. So they're out able to hit the road, have meetings, visit projects. Um, given that you do have a, a robust project with a, a growing growing number of ounces, a lot of exploration, are you starting to see a lot more inbound interest in, uh, in, in perhaps doing something with a bigger company? Yeah, I think in, um, in Ghana, um, we've seen a lot of kind of M&A activity. And I think the, uh, that, that speaks to what a tier one jurisdiction it is to be operating in. I mean, we're very fortunate to have amassed such a large land package when we did in country. I mean, last year we saw Cardinal get taken out in a full-on bidding war between Shandong and Nordgold. Uh, we saw um, the Bibiani asset, uh, which uh, Asante has now um, uh, poured first gold on. That was acquired from Resolute uh, last year, as well as we saw Chi, um, uh, Chi Feng, uh, take out um, uh, Golden Star for their Wasa uh, asset, and uh, and I gather are doing very well with that uh, with that project as well. So um, yes, lots of M and A activity in uh, in Ghana, and I think that's something that we will ultimately continue to see, given it's such a, such a good uh, good jurisdiction. Um, we always you know keep uh, uh, keep in touch with business development teams and companies, and continue to push those uh, you know those types of conversations forward. Um, reason we always talk about building this to a three to five million uh, ounce resource is that's where you typically start to see uh, the greatest level of interest from mid cap and major companies. At that point, you're looking at a 200,000 ounce um, production scenario over a 15 to 25 year mine life. That's really what mid cap and major companies are looking for is, is that kind of size and uh, uh, size of project. So as we push this to 2 million ounces, kick off an additional you know, drill program, start to build it to two and a half to 3 million ounces, that's where we um, think we'll, we'll get the most competitive tension from a, uh, um, uh, you know, from, a, from, a, from an M&A uh, perspective. But as we move it forward, obviously, we're continuing to de-risk it with economic studies, you know, other other studies. And, you know, there could be a scenario where, you know, our shareholders and we decide that, you know, bringing a smaller project into uh, into production makes more sense, just given the economics and uh, and the opportunity that it presents. So we'll, you know, we'll continue to look at, uh, at multiple ways of, of, uh, of pushing the project forward and ultimately creating shareholder value. Thank you, Luke. Now we've got the Precious Metals Summit coming up in a few weeks time in Beaver Creek, Colorado. Uh, you're you're going to be there. Um, what, what's your dance card look like? What's the split between uh, business development teams and investors? That's, um, you know, that, that, that schedule's just starting to come together right now. As you know, I'm sure your inbox is full with invites and uh, all the rest of it. So we're just starting to put that um, together at the moment. So don't have an exact split for you. But if I look at other conferences we've kind of gone to historically, uh, you know, you're probably looking at 70% um, investor type meetings and then 30% 
um, business development and I'd put kind of, uh, you know, the investment bankers into that business development um, bucket as well, because, you know, lots of times they're pitching ideas or, or looking at opportunities that uh, might be of, uh, of interest. So yeah, 70, 30 is probably a, a general split that um, I would, uh, I, I would kind of um, highlight. Excellent. Thanks very much, Luke. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the resource update towards the end of the year. Newcore Gold trades on the TSXV under NCAU and on the OTCQX under NCAUF. Luke Alexander, President and CEO, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much, Paul. And that's all for me, Paul Harris. Join us for more from Mining Stock Daily soon.